How many times have we, in the last few weeks when we're sharing, somewhere in the midst of the sharing, there'll come a phrase, the fear of the Lord? Yep. How many are like, when they hear it, it's okay, it's fine. I actually feel like a clanging in the, in the airwaves, like, so there's friction with that phrase, which means maybe unbelief or misunderstood in our own mindsets, but I'm, usually when it's like this, I go, okay, it's something in corporately, probably beyond us, possibly in this nation, where that understanding isn't grasped rightly. Um, so I've been preparing it, and yesterday I felt the Lord say, <laughs> uh, this isn't funny, sorry. <clears throat> it's not his way, but I had, we were laughing, Brad and I were laughing on Friday because I was writing all these notes, and I'm like, jeepers, the topic of the fear of the Lord is actually quite brutal, biblically. It's very brutal. And I'm like, how do I say this the way Jesus would say it? Because <laughs> it's brutal. And so I'm thinking like, okay, writing all my biblical understanding down, because that's important. And then talking to Brad about it briefly, because I'm like, this is a lot to sort of chew on. And we were like, what if I just stood here with an umbrella? And do you remember those animations where like the lightning would strike and the whole umbrella would frizzle and puff? I was like, maybe I should just teach like that because when you're learning it, it's brutal and you're sort of wanting to hear the heart behind it, the balance of the fear of the Lord and the love of the Lord. And so I'm trying to balance it, but at the same time, I'm in repentance because that's what happens every time I'm sort of studying more on what I want to teach. I end up doing a bit of like the whole waking up. I'm the one I going, oh, jeepers. And so there's a lot of repentance, but kind of animation, not the way the Lord is, but kind of is. Um, that smoke. So if I speak next week with an umbrella, that's just where I'm at. Um, but I just want to teach on it, and I can feel the clangy, and so I need to unpack it really carefully because there's a difference between unpacking it in a way that is brutal and like spears come into your side and you burn up to it's the truth and it perforates something and your heart opens. And so I'm still chewing it with a lot of perforation, so I just want to be respectful that if I'm still chewing it, I don't feel like it's the right time to purge it. But I also feel the Lord said to me, it's a soil time. And so there's something of what we've been doing with um, the topic of religion, and before we even moved into this property, we were really kind of confronting that, that the spirit of pride and our agreement with pride. There's things like that that I feel the Lord's just sifting, re-sifting, and um, it's important that we're okay with that so that when he wants to bring in the topic of the fear of the Lord, which can have so much wrong understanding to it, we're open. Is that Okay. So I want to just say one or two phrases so that you can know, okay, next week possibly we might, learn, we might speak on this. And this is giving me a heads up so that I can just say yes in my sifter. Is that all right? So you've kind of got a week to go, Lord, I'm, I want to be ready. I don't want to be in resistance. And, and I don't understand, and I'm going to acknowledge that. And all that kind of stuff, just get your heart ready for the topic. It's actually not brutal in a horrible way, but we've understood it brutally. I think that's the reality. When we talk on the fear of the Lord, the word Lord is really important because it's actually about lordship. It's twofold that I found with the fear of the Lord. It's that one, God is not man, even though he came as a man, but we've made him like man. So there's a whole thing to look into of what we've called familiar that he calls holy, including him. There's only one God, though we might serve a lot of things in our life. There's actually only one God, one omnipotent being, one omniscient being, one all-possible, totally capable, stronger, created everything God. There's only one. We might have a lot of little G-gods, including ourselves, but there's actually only one capable God, big G. 
And so we're actually looking into the topic of have I made him like man just because I do relate to him as man because he is Jesus. Do you know that Jesus came to do what we could not do? Even though he came as man, he still did what only God can do. So we're going to look a little bit more into that. Like, when I relate to him, yes, I curl up into the Father's arms. Super important. Yes, I run boldly to the throne room because of what Jesus did. We love the blood. But do I see him as God? And why is that important? I won't go into all of that, but I will list before we go on to what else we want to do this morning. I'm going to list off the blessings that come with living in the fear of the Lord. And I find blessings, if you've done any of the Elijah House stuff, blessings are like fruit. So you can look at all this fruit and go, I don't have that fruit she's listing off. And then we can go, okay, cool, I know what I'm going to be learning, what I'm going to see that's going to be the root issue of not having that fruit. You see what I mean? So this is like a place where... We talk about bitter root expectations, but we talk about blessings. I personally believe that your healthy faith walk with the Lord is rooted in two things. It's his love and in the fear of him. They have to both be there. You cannot fear the Lord without loving him, and you cannot love him without fearing him. So in some reality, we love God a little differently to how we love our brothers. Is that okay? The other side of the fear of the Lord that I'm going to go into is the word Lord. And this is the clangy. Lord means there's a master and a servant. To be honest, I don't see lordship in Australian culture. To be honest, I think we're okay with that. If you haven't done EH level four, it's a really good one to do because it confronts the topic of denial. Fear of the Lord is one of those things where I see Jesus as my friend, as my father, as my lover, as my counsel, as my hope, as my comforter. And then we kind of just go, that's my Lord. And we continue with life. It's just not there. But we haven't got a natural reality of what that even is. So it's kind of paralleled like we don't really know lordship and we don't know lordship. If we were to stand and clap for anyone entering the room, it would probably be a footy player. Yeah? Oh, they're great. Um, we can really applaud them and think they're wonderful. We don't know them. We just know a lot about them. When it's lordship, the point of him being the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of? You carry on in that proverb and it goes, of the knowledge of the Lord. Fear of the Lord leads us to know him. Only when you know someone more can you love them better. Okay? So even though I'm talking about mastership, the goal is friendship. Think of a king. Think of a king who has a spouse. So a king has a wife and he has three children, male, female. Couldn't care. The point is he is a dad and he is a husband, yes? When he's on the throne, he's a king. And spouse and children treat him as king in the throne room. It completely makes sense because that is who he is. This is how lordship works. We know him as father and we know him as groom and we know him as friend, but he is also king. The reality is, is that we're made this way to live in a setup. This is how we're designed. You know how we talk about how we're made with a hole for Jesus? This love tank for Jesus, only he can provide. We're also made to fear something and it's only him. So if he isn't your master, 
because we're made to have a master, someone else is. Do you deal with the demonic a lot in your life? Do you struggle or have apprehension towards things that you can't control? He's either master and Lord of all, and that requires obedience. When rooted and grounded with the beautiful balance of love, that is actually a lovely journey because it's full of wonder and reverence because he's the only God with a big G, which means he can make everything, hold everything, do everything. He's fully capable and he loves me. But if, he, if he's not your master, either someone else is or you think you are. You think you are. Because I've just said there's only one G God, big G God. So if you think that you're the master, you've thought that you're God. Which means what? You're deceived. Who's the deceiver? There's another master, but you think it's you. Do you understand? It's really important that we understand the fear of the Lord. Because if we're not living in agreement with the fear of the Lord, if we're not yielded and breaking away from denial that stops us having to deal with the fact that we're accountable to a master in how we live. Ouch. Ouch for me. This is my umbrella moment. Because love says to us, if we love him like humans love each other, because we've made him like men, that it doesn't matter if I'm still doing this. He understands my heart. And he does. He understands your heart better than anyone ever could. And boy, does he want to be in there. But because he's Lord, he dictates how it all goes. He dictates the pace and what needs to be opened, yielded, his place of authority, not you. So loving him rightly with the fear of the Lord means you live yielded to whatever he's revealing to you that day. Does that make sense? Do you see the difference? I dictate the pace and I've come to you as my comforter or you are my comforter and you dictate the pace. Does that make sense? I come to you and dictate the pace because I would like a comforter or you are my Lord, you dictate the pace because I know you are the comforter. So it's really just balancing out perspective. But there's a bit to get through biblically that I want to support you in because it, it's brutal. We, we see it in the Old Testament, but when we start to see it in the New Testament, we're like, but didn't Jesus come so that we weren't judged? And it gets a bit, you know, confusing. Like, how much am I allowed to get away with? What is covered by the blood and what's still my job? You know, it's got all of that. Will I burn if I stand here today? It's got so much trickery. Plus, we actually have to recognize that any authority that we've been under on earth, whether good or bad, is still not like God. So you can't come into it going, yes, but I've got a problem with authority. I'm like, well, that's good. Let's deal with that. It's not how God is. God is God. He's not like us. He's not like us. He's not like a single person that you've met in the sense of quality. He's beyond that. So there's a accepting of the greatness of God that I want to introduce us to, and there's also an acceptance of the Lordship and what obedience is about in the context of love that I want to introduce us to, and that usually will prick a few holes at compromise, religion, pride, self-pity, apathy, Any place where you've decided you'll take the reins for a bit, it's going to get poked at. Because 
two people don't fit on the throne. Is that okay? So I want to list off, thank you, Amy, I want to list off the blessings, because then you realize why everything he's designed has been for our good, not because he's egotistical or insecure. Here are the blessings. I'm just going to list them off, and we're going to go through them. But even if you could just think of them a bit in your week and go, okay, this is it. And I'm going to let you know the scripture, like I'll just announce it next to the phrase, so you can look it up, all right? Fear of, the God, fear of God, fear of the Lord. I'm just going to list them off real slowly. One, the fear of God positions our hearts to receive answers. Have you been waiting for answers? Hebrews 5, 7. The fear of God assures us that God's great goodness abounds. We find his goodness if we live in the fear of the Lord. That's Psalm 31, 19. It promises angelic protection. Psalm 43, 7. It secures God's continual attention. Oh, does that conflict with you or what? Read Psalm 33, 18. It secures God's continual attention. That means he cannot keep his gaze on you the whole time. Hear me out. If you choose to live the way you want to live. It supplies provision, Psalm 34, 9. The fear of God contains great mercy, Psalm 103, 11. Hallelujah. We need that. The fear of God provides assurance of food, Psalm 111, verse 5. The fear of God promises protection. There it is again, Psalm 115, 11. The fear of God fulfills our desires fulfills our desires and delivers us from harm. The fear of God fulfills our desires and delivers us from harm. Psalm 145:19. The fear of God provides wisdom, understanding, and time management. Yeah, Proverbs 9, verse 10 to 11. Well, that's one of the hardest things for us to give up, isn't it? Time, fear of the Lord. Provides wisdom, understanding, and time management. Funny, if we yielded our time to the Lord, we'd actually know how to manage it. Um, the fear of the Lord is our confidence and protection in the face of death. Proverbs 14, 26 to 27. The fear of God provides peace of mind. That's for this nation. Proverbs 15, 16. The fear of the Lord results in complete satisfaction it like goes against why you wouldn't fear the Lord, right? I don't want to fear the Lord. I want to do it my way because I just want to be satisfied. The fear of the Lord provides complete satisfaction. Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord will keep us on the path. Oh, I love that. How many of you have gone, I just stumble so quickly, right? The fear of the Lord will keep us on the path. There's so much to plunder there, Jeremiah 32, 40. The fear of the Lord produces a secure household. Hey, you men, did you hear that? I say that lovingly. It produces a secure household. Exodus 1, 21. The fear of the Lord provides clarity and direction. It's a good aim. Clarity and direction. Psalm 25, verse 12. The fear of the Lord results in enjoyment of our labor. 
and full, rewarding lives. So if we yield that as the main thing we follow and actually fear the Lord, we get enjoyment of our labor and full, rewarding lives. Psalm 128, verse 1 to 4. And lastly, the fear of the Lord produces successful leadership. We're all called to lead in our lives, but it produces successful leadership. If you fear man, it, it will lead you. If you fear the Lord, he will lead you. Exodus 18:21 and 2 Samuel 23, 3. Some interesting fruit. Are we okay to just sift that? I just feel to give it some time. I think even from some of us doing Unit 4 recently, like it was a blow to the gut. <laughs> and there will have been pride and there would have been denial and there would have been things that have been exposed. And, and the Lord's light comes, but in some ways, this is what a lot of the fear of the Lord is about, is if he keeps increasing his light, it's just too, too much darkness starts to scream. It has to go. And so it's really us saying yes and not being in agreement with anything else. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be in agreement with your light. I just want to be in agreement with your truth. I just want to be in nothing else to hold me up. It's a false hold me up, but nothing else to keep me feeling secure right now. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I'll even yield sanity. Like I did that for a while. I just was like, I'm always right. And then I was like, obviously I'm not, but if you're right, then I'm wrong. And he went, yes. And I was like, so I have to give up my understanding. And he was like, yeah. And I actually had to plead insanity in, in a lot of what I thought how sh life should work, you know? It was like, I have to plead insanity for this not to be a war anymore. And so there's a part where you have to go, I'm going to say I have no cooking clue. And I'm okay with being in limbo. And you will put the pieces in place where they need to be. Is that all right? So I invite you to the raking of the soil. He's coming, you know, he's coming like a rain, but he's coming as a bright light, and it's really important that every door is open inside. It's really important. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss the way he comes and how he comes. You don't want to have your eyes focused on it having to be some way, and you're not going to bend, because he's going to come his way, and they all believed that he would come a different way, and they knew those scriptures, and they were set on it, and they didn't recognize him. So you just want to stay super like, Lord... We just want to live in fear of you. We want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know you so that we would recognize you every time you come. We can recognize you. Even if it's something we've never seen before, we want to know that it's you. We want to recognize you. We want to recognize your voice above the many other voices. We want to recognize you. It's so important. Is that okay?